Alright, welcome back to the String Bean Podcast. My name is Kyle Gibbs. I host this thing. I'm 19 years old, um, second year at UCSD. I'm on the track team studying human biology uh, on a pre-PA track. So, this is season two, episode eight, I think. Yes, season two, episode eight. All right. Um, This one's, I think, going to be a pretty fun one. This is uh, faith-related. Remember, the uh, rotation goes academics, athletics, faith, and people, or whatever that fourth one is. Um, And this is, I think, the second episode about faith and religion and stuff like that. Uh, Today I'm going to be talking about King David, but uh, before I get all into that, I just want to, you know, preface by saying that um, I'm just recording in my living room, and I have dogs and cats, and there's people walking around outside and cars and stuff, so there will probably be some background noise, um, but nothing too bad, I hope. Anyway... Um, I feel like there's something else I wanted to say before we got into it, but this is, uh, week two of spring or Christmas break or winter break or whatever. I have this week, it's Monday, and then, uh, next week, and then I go back to school on January 3rd. So today's Monday, December 20th, 2021. And, yeah, I guess a little update before we get into the whole episode. Um, Just got to see a bunch of family this past few days, sadly, because someone in my family, Uncle Steve, passed away, and we were at his um, celebration of life, which is basically just a funeral, but a little bit happier. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I got to see a bunch of family, so that was cool. Um, And then the next few days going out to Arizona to see some more family and then coming back and seeing even more family and then a fun little surprise maybe next week um, that I'll update you guys on probably the next episode I think maybe Uh, I'm not sure maybe next episode will be sometime during the week um that's kind of what I'm thinking. So I know I usually try to post Saturday or Sunday. Uh, today's Monday, so it will be posted on Monday. So my bad on that. Uh, but next week's episode will probably be um, like Wednesday or something like that. So a little bit over a week between episodes. Um, but I think it'll be worth it. Anyway. Oh, yeah. King David. What a cool guy. What a cool guy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've always really liked King David. I think he's always been one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Um, But I had never actually read the whole thing for myself. I read like 1 Samuel, which is like him like as a like childhood kind of stuff up until he becomes king. Um, like his kind of 
youth, I guess, and fighting Goliath and all of that, um, and kind of, it ends right as uh, King Saul, who was right before King David, like the king before King David, and um, one of King David's closest people and friends, uh, right before he died, is where First Samuel ends, and then Second Samuel picks up right as Saul is um, dying, like right there. And then it goes all the way up until David's about to die. So starting when he was, what, like 23, and then going up until he was, I think in his 60s or something, because he was king for 40 years. Um, sorry, that's my dog. Everybody say hello to Cody. A good boy. Um, anyway, yeah, so I read all of Second Samuel today. I wasn't planning on reading all of it, but um, the last few weeks I've been studying King David's life, watching sermons and stuff on YouTube, just, you know, kind of, I think it just showed up on my recommended or something, and I was like, yeah, that sounds interesting, and I started watching the series. It was like six or eight hours or something like that. It was good. And um, if you want to watch that series, it's just, it's like six, I think, um, like sermons or whatever from some church in North Carolina. I think it, the YouTube channel it's on is Moments of Hope or something. And the playlist is just King David. Um, so yeah, it's like six hours or something like that. I think each episode is roughly an hour, maybe a little less. And I watched all of those within a few days um, last week. And then, yeah, was just super interested in King David. And they kind of covered all the way up until he became king and like a little bit after. So I just decided to start reading Second Samuel because I feel like I've, you know, kind of got a pretty good idea of First Samuel. Um, and I had actually read all of that before at some point. So yeah, I uh, started reading 2 Samuel today, and I was planning on just reading like you know a few chapters or whatever, and then before I knew it, I was already like halfway through, so I was like, oh, might as well you know, finish it. So I finished it, and then I think read the first chapter of 1 Kings, which is right after 2 Samuel, um, just right when David dies and passes the throne off to Solomon. Um, but yeah, so I kind of just wanted to talk about a little bit of what I've learned and why I think David is so cool and I don't have anything written out so I kind of wish I did so I could kind of keep on track but basically oh there's a plane all right that's a helicopter actually so sorry if you can hear that but um actually I'm gonna wait for it to pass it's, might be a news helicopter or something yeah, it looks like a news helicopter to me. Um, yeah, the first thing that's kind of important to know, I guess, about David is that he was a shepherd um, for his dad's flock. His dad's name was Jesse. I don't know everything about David, and I'm definitely not like an expert or anything, so if I miss some details or, you know, 
say something wrong or whatever, take it with a grain of salt and correct me if you want. Um, but this is just, you know, from the last week or two of learning more about David and kind of studying that. Hello, Keegan. Hello. You want to be on the podcast? Uh, not right now. Well, you already are. Hey, podcast. <laughs> uh, Keegan just got home from work. But, yeah. First thing to know about King David is that he was a shepherd for Jesse's flock, where he would be out in the field, out in the pastures with the sheep, um, doing shepherd things, which I'm sure most of you know, but if not... It's basically he takes care of the sheep, uh, makes sure that they're fed and, you know, the sick ones are taken care of and that bears and lions and all that stuff aren't killing them. Um, so he was kind of alone a lot of the time. And because of that, people kind of think he was more introverted, more, you know, soft-spoken probably. And he was also the youngest of his siblings. And I think he had five brothers or something like that. I think Jesse had six sons, six or seven. Um, and he was the youngest of them. And uh, yeah, so his job was to kind of be out alone in the wilderness with the sheep, taking care of them. And I don't think it directly says that like, he was looked down upon, but you can kind of infer that, you know, from reading First Samuel that he was kind of left behind in a lot of the family kind of dynamic, probably because he was so quiet and he might not have had anything against that, like wanting to be alone, wanting to be out there. But um, yeah, he was a shepherd. He was a poet, a musician, and the youngest of his siblings. Um, so not exactly what people would call a man's man or like the big bulky manly dude that's like you know the cool guy the oldest son all that stuff so one day um this prophet samuel comes looking for jesse because one of his sons is going to be the king of israel and um jesse's like okay well here are all my sons and he had all of them except david out there because david was out you know with the sheep and David's brothers were all pretty, like, impressive, I think is the word that um, the a lot of the translations of the Bible use is, like, impressive, like, tall, handsome, strong, and all that stuff. Um, and one by one, Samuel's, like, going down the line, like, no, not you, not you, you're not it, not this guy, all the way up until all of them were kind of, you know, there wasn't another son, but Samuel knew, like, he had one more and he wasn't there. So he was like, hey, go get David. None of us are going to rest until we have David here because, you know, by elimination, he has to be the king or whatever. So then David got there. They sent for him. Uh, he's like all dirty and small, probably, I think. <laughs> um, and Samuel was like, yes, this one. And he, he anointed him with the oil and was just like, you're going to be king. And everyone was like, okay what um and then samuel left and there's like this big party or whatever that was kind of like a cover-up for samuel to go there i don't know i didn't get super into that but basically samuel was like i mean david was like okay that was interesting cool stuff and then just kind of went back to his thing 
Um, and at the time, Saul was king, I believe. I'm fairly confident that Saul was already king. If not, he was like about to be. He probably was. I think he was. But again, I'm not, not really sure. Um, but at some point, Saul wanted someone to like play him music as he went to bed. And um, they were like doing, they were in all these wars, um, you know, conquering people, trying to fight the Philistines and all that. And Jesse's kids, all David and his brothers were like out there fighting or out doing something to help with the war, whether that was actually being out on the battlefield or like carrying food and stuff to the soldiers and everything like that, which is, I think what David was doing um and then Saul at some point was like oh, I want someone to play me music as I go to bed and people were like oh dude Jesse's son David he's a super good musician like he's your guy so Samuel or not Samuel Saul kind of took him and had him like play him music and stuff going to sleep um like regularly like, I think that was probably a nightly thing um and Saul had a son, Jonathan, and Jonathan and David were around the same age. Jonathan was a little bit older than David, I believe. Uh, but they became super close, like best friends, like the tightest, bestest friends that you can have. Um, they were super close. And they kind of grew up together because I think at this point, David was like in his young teens or like maybe mid-teen years or something. And Jonathan was a few years older than that. Um, and all the way up until David was 23, Jonathan and David were like super tight. So they were like, they're homies. And um, it was at this point that the whole David and Goliath story happened where Goliath was like taunting them and all of the soldiers were like too scared to face Goliath. And then David was like, hey, I'll do it because we have, you know, God on our side. And if God's as good as he is, which he is, then nothing will happen to his people in battle. So let me go take a stab at Goliath. And um, I don't know if that was like to Saul directly or to some like military advisor guy, but they kind of just let him and he took his slingshot and five smooth stones and went out there like alone against this nine foot tall huge like glorified warrior that was very successful in the battles and he's like you know youngest of jesse's sons like the little david shepherd boy with his his little slingshot and takes one of the rocks and just whips it at goliath right in between his eyes and kills him and everyone was like, holy crap, dude. David just did that. Um, and then David like took Goliath's own sword, I think, and cut off his head. Um, and I, I want to also emphasize that David said no to Saul's armor and weapons and stuff. Because like, they were too big for him. <laughs> he was just like a little kid. He wasn't like a, a child, but he was like a smaller person. So he couldn't like actually wear all the armor and hold all the like swords and everything. So he was like, hey guys, like don't worry. I'm just gonna take my slingshot and oh, that's so cool. Um, 
I love that story. Everyone loves that story. That's like number one thing associated with David. Like number two might be Bathsheba, which I'll get to in a bit. But yeah, I mean, at that point, everyone was like, yo, David's really cool. Like he's good at music and he's handsome and good with animals and like also just killed Goliath. So he's also a really good warrior. Um, And kind of beyond all that, what I look at or look up to most in David is like his relationship with God. Like the Bible repeatedly describes him as a man after God's own heart. And that's why he was able to do everything he could do. Um, I really look up to that and I try to be like him, although I'm not really in the same kind of war infested situations. I think that kind of dedication to what you believe in can be applied to anybody and then specifically for Christians um, you know with God actually himself so yeah that was that's kind of like a big thing going into David's like more uh, like I guess development uh, people start noticing him they kind of know who he is he's like working for Saul as his musician guy now he's like this warrior that defeated Goliath and he's kind of like a like a hometown hero, like a little celebrity within his people, I think, at this point. Um, you know, best friends with the king's son. So it's it's kind of cool. And over time, like, he just, he becomes more and more um, accomplished in everything he does to the point where Saul is kind of, you know, getting nervous that people are starting to like David more than him. And by the way, Saul was just like, not at all qualified to be king i'm pretty sure the only description of saul like when he was chosen to be king is that he was tall i'm pretty sure that's the only thing that they were like oh yeah he's tall so he's gonna be king it might maybe he was like tall and handsome or something um but but you know somehow saul was just like doing pretty good he was all right so when he sees David being like, you know, 17 and just killing people all left and right, like being really good at everything and everyone loves him, he's like, oh no, someone who's qualified to be king and isn't just tall, ah, now I'm nervous. So he starts kind of sending David on these missions of like, all right, if you make it out of this, like, ah, there's no way you're going to make it out of this. Like he promised David um his daughter Michael it's I think M-I-C-A-L so like I don't know I don't know why they named why Michael and Michael are like so similar anyway maybe it's like my child I don't know either way he promised David his daughter as a wife if David went and collected a hundred Philistine foreskins and I think David was like 19 or something at this point he's like my age and he's just like, all right. And he goes out and doesn't just get 100 Philistine foreskins, but he gets 200 Philistine foreskins <laughs> and brings them back and is like, you know, now has this wife that he was promised. And it's like kind of a whole thing because his wife was like already marrying someone else. And David was like, hey, no, I, I got all the foreskins. So come on now. But I don't know. There's, there's a lot to break down here. Anyway, the point is Saul was like intimidated by this new David guy. And David was always like super loyal to Saul. That was another thing 
that really stands out to me is like all the people who do wrong to David and literally try to kill him and his people when he's in a position of like, oh, I can give that back to you. I can kind of punish you and give you what you deserve. He doesn't and he forgives them. And that's super cool. It's like, I don't know if you guys have like older siblings or someone in that kind of position, especially if you were like on a contact sport team like wrestling or football or something and someone who's just bigger than you and better than you and can absolutely destroy you gets to that point where they can and then they don't because they're like, no, I love you, man. And I just want to teach you to do better and I want to help you get better. That's kind of what David is like, but he's also like young where like usually his enemies were older than him until, you know, his like own sons and stuff were. Anyway, um, yeah, so then Saul is like for I think a few years at this point, he's like chasing David around, trying to kill him. And there were multiple points where David could have just killed Saul. Also was simply a better fighter than Saul was. So even if it wasn't like him having the advantage, he had the advantage because he was a better warrior. Um, and he didn't. And he was always like, Saul, come on, man. Like, I'm just trying to be friends with you. Like, I don't have any plans to hurt you or anything. Because if I did, like I already could have, and I didn't. Not to mention your son is my best friend. I don't want, you know, my son's dad dead. Or my best friend's dad dead. Like that sucks. Yeah, and like I've known you since I was a little kid. Come on, man. Like I don't have anything against you. And then at some point, you know, this was just going back and forth where Saul was just trying to kill David. And David kept not getting killed by Saul. Kept getting to the point where he could have and then didn't. Over and over again until um you know eventually Saul was he killed himself um I think he like fell on his own sword or something after his sons were dead uh they were I forget who they're fighting probably Philistines they were fighting them um Jonathan uh David's best friend Saul's son was killed and then I think Jonathan's brothers were killed Saul heard that um Everything was kind of falling apart, and then he killed himself. And that's, like, right before that is when First uh, Samuel ends. And then David hears about, like, starting Second Samuel, David hears that Saul and Jonathan are dead from some dude that was just kind of passing by. And he's like, how, what happened? He's just asking for the story. And I think to cover up the shame of like Saul killing himself, the guy told David that he killed Saul. And David was like, how dare you kill the king? And had someone kill that dude right there. And then he was like super sad. He was like weeping and tearing his clothing, which in I think the Old Testament, maybe even the New Testament is like a symbol of grief, is like the torn clothing. Uh, I think specifically like torn sleeves, but I'm not too sure about that. Anyway, so then at that point, he's like super sad. You know, his best friend uh, is dead. His, uh, the king is dead, who's also his father-in-law because of his wife. And then I think his wife also was like taken from him or something, all within like a few days. Um, and he wasn't traveling alone. David had like his, all his close friends except Jonathan. 
um, traveling with him, like kind of running from Saul and um, his army. Jonathan didn't go with him because he was, you know, following the commandment, honor your father and mother. And they kind of talked about that. And David was like, yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously with, with Saul being king, one of his sons would be the next king. And then when David killed Goliath, Jonathan, who was supposed to be the next king, gave David his armor and sword um, and belt or something, just signifying like, hey, you're better for this than I am. So when the time comes, like you will be the king. Not to mention that he was anointed by Samuel, um, like however long before. So then, and like, you know, all of Israel was like, oh, David's such a cool guy. We want him to be king. So then when Saul was dead and Jonathan and his brothers were dead, they were like, who's going to be king? And then David was like, me. And some other people were like, me. But God was like, David. And then uh, David became king. He went and got the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant and everything, came marching in with it, dancing and singing. Um, and then his wife, Michael, Saul's daughter, was like super upset by that. And then David was like, hey, you know, I'm just praising God who made me king, not your dad, kind of like in your face, Michael. Now I'm never going to give you a son. So they never had kids, um, but David took a bunch of wives and stuff, had a bunch of kids. <clears throat> and then like kind of beyond that, like the, the rest of David's story is just him being like super dominant in every war thing that he did, having this like great kingdom and everything. Um, I kind of imagine it like 300 if you've ever seen that. If you haven't, you should. It's one of the best movies um, ever made, not in terms of like production quality, but just like the movie itself is so good and I love it. And picturing David and like his dudes in battle against these people who are just like vastly outnumbering them and they just wipe the floor with these guys over and over again. Like that is a huge portion of of Second Samuel at least is just David and his army just schmacking fools left and right. Like conquering places and you know just expanding the kingdom and stuff um but yeah then there's like this whole drama with david's kids because while he was like a really good king and a really good leader and everything he wasn't perfect and he was kind of like a not so great dad and his kids a lot of them were kind of messed up um super messed up i don't remember all the names because they're all really similar and not like common names like David. They're, I don't know. But anyway, another story that's associated with David besides Goliath is the Bathsheba Uriah situation, where one of David's like 30 best friends, it's like noted in the Bible that David had like 30 close dudes. And one of them was Uriah, and he was like a super good warrior. Um, one day while, you know, David's army was all fighting a war, David normally would have been with them, but he wasn't. He was like lounging around in the palace. Um, I guess he just kind of got bored or tired or were like, I'm so great or whatever. Like he was so obsessed with himself that he wasn't with his, with his army, with his boys out there fighting. Um, anyway, one day he saw this like super beautiful woman 
bathing, trying to get rid of her uncleanness, which was, I think, a reference to, like, a woman's period or something. Um, and he saw her, and he asked one of his messages, he's like, hey, who is that? And they were like, dude, that's Uriah's wife. Like, you're one of your best friend's wives. You should know that. David was like, go get her. And, you know, did the whole David thing where... He, like, slept with her, and she got pregnant and everything. So then he was like, crap, Uriah's, like, my buddy. But instead of telling Uriah or, like, anything like that, he brings him back to the to the kingdom or the palace, and he's like, hey, how's it going out there? How's the war? And Uriah's, like, giving him the updates, and then David's like, all right, cool. Well, you should, you should go home. You know, eat some food, drink some wine, and you know, go, go, uh, go sleep with your wife. And Uriah was like, "No, all my homies are out there fighting and dying. Who am I to like go be comfortable at home? I'm gonna, you know, camp out here until I go back out there." And David was like, "No, come on, man." And Uriah was like, no, I gotta do this. Who are you? Like, why are you being this way? Why aren't you out there? Kind of thing. Like, a, almost accusing David of like, you've gone soft and you're stupid and mean. Um, so then he kind of heard that Uriah hadn't gone home. So he was like, crap, I need to cover up my mistake still. So he got Uriah super drunk and then sent him home. But again, Uriah didn't go home. So then the next day, David was like, all right, you've left me no choice. I just got to kill you now. But he didn't say that. He was just making a plan. So he wrote a letter to Joab, who was like the leader of the army, sent it with Uriah, basically saying, hey, Joab, kill Uriah, but make it look like an accident. Put him at the front lines of the most fierce battle and then draw back from him so that he dies. And he gave that letter to Uriah knowing that he wouldn't open it to give to Joab. And then they did that. Uriah died. A bunch of other people died. And then David was like, cool, I'm off scot-free. Um, which, not cool, David. Not a cool thing. Um, then Nathan, a prophet, at some point, like this was kind of known, I think. This was like drama, like king drama is known probably throughout the kingdom the uh the, the empire or whatever. i don't know what you would call it but this prophet nathan comes in he's like hey man i i heard this story of you know some city there is this super poor guy with one one sheep one little girl sheep and he couldn't afford anything else and he raised this sheep to be like part of his family treated like a daughter and he loved this sheep and then his neighbor was a super rich guy with like tons of them. And then one day there was like a, a guy traveling through. And to greet this guy, the rich man took the poor man's sheep because he didn't want to spare one of his own, killed it and offered it or whatever. And David was like upset by that. He's like, this is outrageous. This guy needs to give back four of this sheep to repay the one and all this stuff. And then Nathan was like, that's you jerk that you did that but worse because it was with people how dare you you it you're mean you suck 
And David was like, ah, man, I, I do suck. I'm the worst. And he was like super sad for like two years or something, like super depressed. Um, and this was all while Bathsheba was pregnant. Not the two years, but like the parable that Nathan's telling him. And then he's like, your son that you had with Bathsheba is going to die. And David was like, no, ah, I'm sad. And um, for seven days, he was like, he couldn't eat anything. He would just, you know, be praying, like, please spare the, you know, the son, like, take me instead and everything. And then the son died, just like Nathan had said. He's a prophet, you know, that's what they do. And David wasn't really, like, he was still sad, but he was like, there's nothing I can do. So he started eating again. He's like, ah, you know, the son's dead. Like, it sucks, and I'm depressed. And David was very, like, emotional about a lot of stuff. It's just, like, over and over again. David's like weeping and if you didn't know David wrote psalms which is like all the songs to God and they're very heartfelt and very emotional very you know shepherd musician poet guy like um, which is what David was <clears throat> anyway so then Bathsheba became David's wife because Uriah died um, they had another son Solomon who became the king next after however many years but um another thing david's kids some of them were really really messed up sucked really bad um i don't remember the names basically because david had all these wives and concubines and stuff like he had a bunch of kids and they weren't all you know directly related to each other they all had like like half siblings and stuff um and one of the daughters, I think her name was Tamar. Tamar, I'm pretty sure. I, I actually don't know if I'm pronouncing that right because I read the name and I haven't heard anyone else say it. So apologies if that's wrong. But apparently she was like super like gorgeous, like super attractive. And one of David's sons, who was like Tamar's half-brother, was like obsessed with her and um like raped her one day and then tamar's full blood brother um like two years later or something killed that guy and then david was like super sad that his son was killed by his other son so the son that killed him tamar's full blood brother was banished uh or like was i don't know if he's banished i don't think david actually sent him away but he like he was living on the run a few years later um might have been nathan again Maybe it was Joab or something. Um, I think Joab sent a, a woman to talk to David about it to get that son who's living on the run who had killed that rapist um, who was also David's son sent or asked David to bring him back or whatever because he, you know, Joab could tell that David was always thinking about that guy. Um so then he did, the son was welcomed back, he got all his stuff back and everything. There was like a period of time where David wouldn't look at him, like they didn't hang out or anything, but he was allowed back um, is in Israel. Uh, and then after a while, they became close again. Um, that son, I forget, it started with an A. They A lot of them started with an A, I don't remember what it was. But he started working for David as like kind of a, like a Walmart greeter but for um, Israel and to the point where like everybody liked him or a lot yeah 
yeah, just about everybody liked him. A lot of people liked him even more than they liked David. Because uh, at this point, David was like in his 40s, I think, if not a little older. Um, so they, you know, he maybe wasn't as active in the military and everything as he used to be. Wasn't like the same, like, youngest of Jesse's son with the, like, younger brother charm that he had or whatever. He was like this super powerful guy and not everybody's a super big fan of that to the point where they liked this son more than David. Um, and this son had a plan to take over Israel and just basically kick David out. And he went to Harib? Harib, I think that's Haran. I don't remember the city, but where David first was ruling um, as king for the first seven years of his kingdomship before he went to uh, Jerusalem. But anyway, this guy told David like, hey, uh, can I please go back here? I, I made like a, a promise to God that if I was ever allowed back, then I would go there and worship him. And David was like, of course, go ahead and do that. And uh, one of David's advisors or whatever uh, wanted this son to kind of take over. So he developed this plan with the son to bring over like a bunch of the guys, like I think it was 600 guys that wanted this son to take over and go to that place and then come back and basically just kind of kick David out. But David heard about this through one of his other servants and advisors and stuff. So they left um, in the other direction and... I don't know, I kind of read through all this really fast, but basically there was like this fight that happened and the son was like chasing them across the Jordan. David had gone across the Jordan with his people. The son was like going, approaching it. And then on the way there, the son was riding David's own mule, which is like driving his car basically. And the mule ran under this tree and the son got tangled up in the tree and was like hanging there. Um, David had made a request to like not kill the son because he still loved him and like wanted to work things out. But Joab, the leader of the army, was like, nope, we're just going to kill him instead and killed him. David heard about this and was like, that sucks, man. That's my, that was my kid and like cried a lot. You know how David does. And everyone was kind of like bummed out like, ah, David's sad again but David was king again after that um, and it just kind of skips to where he's like an old man and he's just like laying there one of his other sons is like I'm gonna be king and convinced everyone that he was gonna be king uh, but David had said that Solomon was gonna be king so Solomon's mom Bathsheba went and was like yo David you remember how you said Solomon was gonna be king well, your other son is saying that, um, and everyone believes him. So then David was like, nope, hey, um, Nathan and other guy, go anoint um, Solomon to be king and make sure everybody knows Solomon is the king. And then Solomon was like, all right, was anointed king. The guy who was pretending to be king, the other, you know, Solomon's brother, uh, was really scared because he heard Solomon being anointed and was like, God, crap, no, Solomon's going to kill me. 
And then Solomon was like, you just go home, dude. I'm not going to kill you. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And that's kind of where I left off. That's into First Kings now. So, yeah, I definitely missed a lot of stuff. But that's just what's kind of what stuck with me and what I thought was interesting. Um, just a little recap of King David, his life and everything like that. Um, so if you have anything to add, definitely let me know. Hit me up. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. If you want to read the actual story and not just hear a very brief recap, that's definitely missing a lot of details and a lot of names and stuff like that. Just go read First and Second Samuel. Uh, it'll, you know, catch you up on the whole thing. And again, uh, there's that series on YouTube. I think it's by Moments of Hope or something like that of just King David. But if you look up King David, it'll be there. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, either way, he's definitely one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I have a feeling that Solomon might be even cooler than David because that's kind of what the prophets and stuff were saying. That's what Bathsheba wants, and that's what Solomon wants, obviously. So we'll see. Maybe I'll make this a little series of just kind of going through like the lineage from David. Um, but yeah, little motorcycle. Thank you for listening. If there's anything I missed, anything you want me to talk about, uh, let me know. My Instagram is official.tope, official.taupe. Um, most of you who listen have some sort of direct contact with me, and that's great. So you know, just text me or call me or whatever. Um, and last thing, if you do want to support the String Bean podcast financially to help me get a better setup going, so there's less interruptions and more, you know, higher audio quality and everything like that. My Venmo is Kyle Gibbs One. That's my name followed by the number one. Anything is appreciated. Everything is appreciated. You guys are always appreciated. Um, yeah. Again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Go read First and Second Samuel if you want to hear the actual story for yourself. Um, gonna sign off here. Keegan, say goodbye. There. Ah. All right.